Hello and welcome back to Dial H for HeroClix. I'm your Sexy Ranch Hand co-host, Calderness. This episode, we're going to talk about some dials from Rise and Fall, a little bit of Rise and Fall thoughts. We're going to answer a couple of listener questions, talk about our top five legacy cards that we would want to make, um, characters we always think should be modern, and when's a good time to sell a figure, as well as make custom dials of each other. This is episode 367. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how many six yeah. people think I am funny? It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which absolute fools it's not witcher nonsense i'm gonna make hero clips like that forever are you kidding me <laughs> hey google back some let's attack him because he's a jerk wow 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 dial h for hero clicks is brought to you by coolstuffinc.com where you can find cool stuff in stock every day including all the latest hero click singles and sealed products make sure you check them out at coolstuffinc.com Dot com. Use code DIAL5, that's D-I-A-L, the number 5, 5% off your cool stuff in order. Joining me, like always in the studio, is your Dial H for Hero Clicks champion, the Billion Clicks Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Oh, what's that? You said you want to hear about the the water of the week, Calder? Water of the week. <laughs> okay. The water of the week Yeah, let's is, do the, it's the water of the water. week. And it's from far west Texas, according to the can. Made with 100% agave and natural lime juice. So let's let's listen to their well, story. A lone oh river cuts through the high desert of far west Texas. Out of the lone river flows ranch water. Legend has it, the first soul to taste ranch water followed miles of Texas stars until found asleep under a pinon tree. While what transpired on that journey remains a mystery, its spirit inspires to this day. Tastes like LaCroix. What? I don't know. So, it tastes like LaCroix, though. So wait. All right. So this is in in this river, it's ranch water. And ranch water is, is guave and lime, apparently. Agave. Apparently. Yeah. Um, ranch water Whatever to me, agave. Pardon me. Pardon me. Clearly not Texan enough to understand. Um, (laughs) And it's like, what happened? Oh, he wandered the desert for uh, some time and was found beneath a tree. A tree of which I don't know what it is. I'm not a botanist. All right. No. Um, A pinyon tree. Ranch water. It's probably not even how it's pronounced. It not being just a uh, a can full of ranch dressing means it's not ranch water, first (laughs) of all. Second of all, it not Strange being like mixed with it lime. not being like Ugh. that would be so gross. Disgusting. Yeah. Uh, it not being like well water because to me that's ranch water. It was yeah. like when you have a a, a well or like a, right, you know a cattle tank. Or, you like yeah. take a sip out of the hose. Yeah, that's ranch water. That's the good kin- kidney stone inducing water. That's <laughs> that's good for you. Ain't right got there. None of them. Government chemicals in it, just pure. That's right. There ain't nothing turning the frogs gay on this ranch. I tell you what, boy. (laughs) Uh, Ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. That's a. I don't know. Kind of sounds like the dude had like a hallucinogenic trip, and then they were like, "Hey, yeah, that's we should collect this water, and pan it and sell it, because who doesn't want to like 
go wandering in the middle of Texas heat and wake up under a tree possibly yeah. days yeah. later. Maybe he just drank way too much. It's like drink sparingly kind of thing. I don't know. But that's the, the water uh, of the, the week. Cactus Ranch water. It says Online. far west Texas. Thank you. But uh, it's actually just Houston, so it's actually just oh. Houston. That's some city boy water. Yeah. It's in a ranch water. Yeah, what the heck? It's the yuppie water. Uh, my water of the week is coming from my fridge upstairs. That's some good stuff right there. Some uh, some some fridge water. Delicious. And it actually is rural water because it's connected uh, through the reservation that's by us. So it's reservation uh, rural water co so that's real ranch water right there ladies and gentlemen uh simeon what made you happy this week my man Ooh, what made me happy this week was on friday the one day i didn't work this week it was a real nice cool day <laughs> it was there it was, was uh was a high baby and in the morning it was like 65 yeah, or whatever right it was, it was overcast rained a little bit but it wasn't like super humid like the rest of the week. Man, what a nice day to be out. Um, even though I didn't have to be. But uh, I did. I did take my my dog to the dog park on Friday. I've been trying to every Friday take him down there and introduce him to other dogs. And met one called Bear this mm-hmm. week with his his nice owner Sarah, um, who was. A kind older lady that uh, did call my dog fat, so there there was is like a little contention there. Sarah, he's just big boned. He's uh, got winter. <laughs> he's got a lot of excuses that'll give him, but he's he's not chunky. Okay, he's fine. Uh, but yeah, he had, he had a fun time. I had a less than fun time, but uh, the weather at least was nice. So yeah, that was. That was what made me happy. Um, I also got a a Fulcum Abominus in the mail, which I don't know why I wouldn't be happy about that. I honestly, I don't know. I haven't seen, I've seen a lot of people like, I can't remember the word for it, but I've seen a lot of people posting where they're like retroactively, not retroactively, but they're, they're, they're acting like people are still upset. And I was like, it was a hot minute, and I'm pretty sure there was some on Facebook, but it was mostly on HC Realms where people were upset about the case incentive. But there's people mm-hmm. that are like hedging their their appreciation, and it's just weird. It's like, whiz kids, it doesn't matter what I get. I still think you did a good thing. And it was like, well, yeah, but whiz kids doesn't care that you think that. They already got your money, and honestly, mm-hmm. they, they're gonna they're probably gonna do this again. But they don't. They don't care. WizKids doesn't care about any of us. Man, this ranch water—it's hitting different. I think I might. It is hitting different. <laughs> uh, what's what made me happy this week? And it was a lot of things. So, uh, two years ago, after Endgame came out, I instantly pre-ordered the Captain America 112 scale Hot Toys collectible. Finally got that this week. Really stoked about that. So that was the you know. It's a, it's a hot toys. It's a 12 inch figure. It's huge. It has real clothes and everything. It's got you know Mjolnir, a shield, a broken shield, tons of accessories, hands, uh, all sorts of cool stuff. Just a super high end quality figure. Uh, I was very happy to get that. As well as my mail brought me the Amazon 80th anniversary Captain America box, 
So there's a ton of hyper focus, sadly, for Wonder Woman this year. And it seems that DC is pushing the Wonder Woman 80th more than Marvel is pushing the Cap 80th, which is just kind of sad. Um, but the Amazon box had a sweet shirt that had like the 80s, uh, late 80s, early 90s armored Captain America when he was losing Super Soldier Serum. It had the classic Captain America. It had the Captain uh, Ste- normal like Steve Rogers, the see-through clear shield sadly it had hydra cap kind of front and center on the shirt but i'll get over it i can get past it but it's a great shirt as well as the funko pops in the box were captain america's nomad which is dope and then world war ii ultimates cap uh and like a pin and some other stuff but i was like that was the first amazon box in a long time where i was like okay i dig it so the mail was on fire this week as well as we finally got to see a Full trailer with full gameplay, as well as seeing more locations and more playable characters for the Evil Dead game that is coming out later this year. So we got to see that Henry the Red is going to be in the game. We got to see that the um, the lady cop from Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 1 is going to be in the game. Cheryl's going to be in the game. Uh, all sorts of characters. I was very excited about that. We learned that you'll be playing against deadites there's probably going to be there's going to be two modes they said one's definitely a horde mode and then in it they said that you can also play as the kandarian like demon spirit and you can possess other deadites or and they didn't say you could play as him but they did they did show him and there was uh, evil ash from army of darkness just ripping up scotty which was great um and that makes me excited it makes me slightly worried that it's going to be a dead by daylight but you can fight back um, I never played any Dead by Daylight, but if it's just this constant online play, play against one person, you're a team of four, I feel like it would get kind of old pretty quickly. But if there's also just like a generic like Deadite demon horde mode, I'd be pretty cool with that, where it's like you can just keep having waves of them, you know, uh, Nazi zombie style from Call of Duty would be great. Um, if somehow they do split screen with this game, and I know I sound incredibly old when I say that, but like if they do split screen and this game is going to be my all time favorite game ever made, like ever, you know, like I hate trying to play online and trying to like coordinate and like get friends to play or whatever. But if I can just like, bro, when you're over, let's play zombies. Let's, you know, play evil dead. That's awesome. I, I'm probably one of the few people that misses split screen, but that's how I, played video games for most of my life on like the ps2 ps3 like era of stuff and like no i love it i love it though the evil dead game made me super excited i sat through like two hours of this terrible summer games festival and i had to watch tons of trailers that i didn't care about i had to watch weezer do a song it was painful simeon it was really tough to sit through some of that stuff um sadly though everybody uh no not this song not this song anyways um, sadly, uh, not as many people online were as excited about Evil Dead. They were excited about some super lame game called Elden Ring, which just looks like some fantasy BS, which is so disgusting to me. So I was a little peeved that the rest of the internet was not sharing my excitement for incredibly niche 80s horror video game, yeah, you know, 40-year-old <laughs> movie that's coming back, but instead it's some weird AAA title. Lame. Uh, but yeah, no, great week. Finally seeing that trailer. Awesome, awesome, awesome scene gameplay. And then just how good it looks. It just blows my mind. And then, like I said, getting the Captain America stuff in the mail was just like bone appetite, except not food, but substance for the soul because it was it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, but all right. We have quite the episode 
to get to, and by quite the episode, not much. So let's go ahead and kick into a little bit of the news. We got to see some more rise and fall dials spoiled this week from various places, from unboxings to whatever. What are those things called when they make articles online? Articles? Yeah, sure, whatever. People on their websites, postable yeah, pictures, blog, uh, all that jazz. WordPress dot. Yeah, some, some jazz like that. Yeah. We, we saw... Uh, look, this set is not good. Um, and that's not me saying it as an X-Men hater. That's me saying it as like a Heroclix player. It doesn't look fun to play within itself. It does also not look fun to play after it. I think a lot of the set is super, super skippable. However, keeping that in mind, uh, I'm going to talk about Dupool really quick. Because he is kind of fun. Um, and, you know, keyword here being kind of. He's 75 points. He's got cosmic energy. Team player, he's flight and tiny. Six range, two bolts. Tons of keywords. Brotherhood of Mutants. Celebrity, Deadpool Core, Warp World, Weapon X, X-Factor, X-Men, and X-Statics. He has a special attack, defense, speed, and damage powers. Uh, he's four clicks long. He has pen blast on clicks without his special attack. He has impervious on clicks without his special defense. He has prob on clicks without his, guess what, special whatever prob power. Oh, and then he has running shot on clicks without his special uh, speed power. However, he has all of those powers on every click because, believe it or not, every single one of those powers gives it to him. So he's a full dial of running shot, pen blast, impervious, and prop. So he starts off with his special speed. Hey, you can't leave yet. The fun just started. It's running shot, and opposing characters within range can't be placed. This is probably... I'm not going to say it's his best one, but it's really good. Um, he has six range. This is his most useful within his range, I think, because then it'll, it has the widest cannot be retailed on range that anyone has. Bigger than, I think, is it Harry Leland and bigger than uh, the Citizen Steel guy. So or, this is yeah. interesting. Or in um, for, yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, his special Valeria attack is, is the like second four. click. Oh, yeah, Valeria. Uh, his second... Whatever, his second click, it goes the special attack. By the way, he starts with like an 8, 10, 16, 1, and his stats just all go up by 1. So then the next click is a 9 speed, 11 attack, 17 defense, 2 damage. Then it's a 10 speed, 12 attack, 18 defense, 3 damage. Then an 11, 13, 19, 4. His stats all go up by 1 as he takes damage. Uh, and then he has a special attack power, which is pen blast, power, unequip all opposing characters within range. This is also pretty gross. Uh... You're obviously going to have to, like, TK him or something to maybe get placement better, but this also makes use of his 6 range really, really well. Some of these don't make use of his 6 range super great. I kind of wish he at least had an above-average 7 range, you know, but it is what it is. Next up, his special defense is, of course, a stop click. It's impervious. Opposing characters in range can't deal penetrating damage. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. I like that one. I like that one. And then his final stop click on click 4 is two stop clicks in a row, real original. Stop, prob, when this click is revealed, Dupool can't be healed the rest of the game, and opposing characters in range can't use stop. So this is where you really want to move him a little more. So this set is full of stop clicks, and then also full of characters that get rid of stop clicks, which is so weird. Um, 
I guess WizKids decided, man, that stop mechanic sure is wild, huh? And just decided to give everyone either a stop click or a way to get rid of stop clicks, or in Dupool's case, both of them. I'm just 75 points. He seems like a reasonable price for, and I'm not being sarcastic, so. for 75 points, four clicks deep, no. two stop clicks actually seems reasonable. Um, he he does, however, have a case of suffering from Lex Luthor syndrome, which yeah. is there's, there's no, no way to, way to activate him. him unless someone shoots him, you know? So right. if you want to get to the whole power, unequip all opposing characters, which is really good, which is his click two, you have to, like, whatever, you know? <laughs> you got to deal him damage somehow. You have yeah. to figure it out. You have to ultimate nullifier him. And actually, you might skip past that since it's not even a stop click. So that's actually kind of rough. Yeah, or you have to, you you have have to do to... something where... So stop clicks only weird. activate yeah. on opposing damage. So you have to do something that deals damage but doesn't deal him too much damage. Um, because I right. think ultimate nullifier, if you rolled wrong, could just KO him. Although I guess with that, you'd probably pick <laughs> like a bad. one. And then... He'd pick a one. But it also deals regular then... damage, so his reducer oh, would reduce right. it. So three. I take back the ultimate nullifier. Yeah. I guess Fabian Cortez can deal people damage, right? If you get lucky. And yeah. then I suppose the X-Men team, team ability so, yeah. could also deal him damage, right? So X-Men team ability could do it. That's not super reliable on the dealing damage part. Right. There's a couple different ways he can, yeah. he can get around it. Not a lot, but... There's a few things. I think um, um, people are going to try to make him work for sure in competitive. And in casual, I think he's just absolutely play him. I think he's fun. Even if he is a 10 for 1, 6 range double bolt, uh, he can still be annoying. And what is Deadpool and dupe existence but to be annoying? You know, with power cosmic and impervious and being able to stop penetrating on, you know, one of his clicks, I think uh, he's pretty fun. Number one, he's a fun piece. And... Is it a chase I'm going to try to get? I would probably try to get him if he was a super rare, but I wouldn't pay chase price for him because I'm not a Deadpool or dupe fan. But I think if you are a Deadpool or dupe fan, man, this is going to be an expensive set for Deadpool fans, I just realized. Yeah. Um, but I think <laughs> it's sure. fun. I think it's a really fun casual piece, and I think people will try to make it meta. But that is the one dial I wanted to look at uh, for Rise and Fall this week. Yeah. We saw Firebelly, who's... Oh, the only interesting thing is he's 50 points and has special energy explosion poison power where he can deal penetrating All right, damage. The other... uh, Warp world. Yeah. Um, we already saw weapon hex, but we saw speed weasel who also has defenders and mystics. Um, there's no shape change in this set. So um, death streak, which is the combo mystique and death strike has the power Shape Shifter, which gives plasticity sidestep opposing characters four or more squares away can't draw lines of fire to death streak. She doesn't get shape change, but she's Man, if only they just had a power that could just shifter. do that. Maybe they should just unbench a certain power to make that trait. To be simpler. fair, uh four I mean, more squares away workaround. can't draw a line of fire for her first four clicks. Probably, probably better than better. shape change, yeah, honestly. Probably better. Yeah. Um yeah. And you can give it to her still I can with uh, Carnage Symbiote or, you know, the ring. I know you're doing too much. But, I mean, if you really want, you know, you really want your death streak to be Shapeshifter approved. Um, yeah. 
No, we we uh, we also I think... saw. I guess we technically saw the legacy cards previously, so we're still missing a yeah, few legacy did. cards. But we did see the Magneto from uh, Ooh, the giant yes. size X Men. Yeah, pop up into the hundred plus range for on the secondary market because clearly giant size X Men was released back in 2011, so there's no sealed out there really anymore. Um, but yeah, he, he popped up to about $100 plus is what people are asking for. I don't know if anyone's paid that, but if you do, just know he's probably not meta-viable. I don't know why you're paying that much for him. Probably wait until the legacy card rotates and he drops back down if you really want him. It is a really cool sculpt, a really cool figure, Um it's just not worth. I don't. I'm sorry, but when I when I think of a figure, and I think of someone paying a hundred plus dollars for it, it has to be something because at that point I'm not just buying it as like a collector. I'm buying it as something mm. I'm going to play. Am I going to play this Magneto casually? Not for that kind of money. Am I going to play this Magneto competitively? Probably not. Can some like can some people make it work? Yes. Yeah, it'll. It's got the right keywords. It's got some good stuff on it. Um, it's not a bad figure, but is it going to make like every competitive team for the next year? Because that's what it would have to do for me to spend over one hundred and twenty dollars on it. Uh, and yeah. no, the answer for me is no. I'll build around it. It might be real good. It might be real hard to like fight against. I don't really care. I'll build around it. I'll build with everything other than that one figure. It's, it's really hard to build around it, Simeon, though, because the only thing you have to put on your team is is outwit, and then you've you've successfully beaten the 175 point character. So, yeah, but how are you going to build him around with range, figure? Calder? It's not like there's oh, like, some character right. out there that Pardon me. comes with outwit traded and can target. And can target you without being within your 10 range, you know, across the map or something wild like that. For also 120 ish dollars, <laughs> and let's see, a uh, third of the points. Yeah, yeah. Um, to to demolish someone who is uh, over half your build total at 175, this Magneto. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, it's not. It's it's not that good. It's like. Casual fun, yes. Casual fun, ah, oh, heck yeah, he's casual fun. He's not that good. And now I do understand that we are not a competitive hero who's podcast, but <laughs> we still have opinions, believe it or not. And I don't, I'm, I'm not to poo-poo on all the the Magneto fans out there, but he's not that great. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. I mean, I, I straight um, up stated I didn't think uh, Krakoan Revival was a competitive like what mechanic and i'll actually stand by that yeah. I, I still don't think it's competitive viable um but that being said brad Broyles did win second i guess placed second twice like back-to-back -back events uh it. how much did he use krakoan revival though like he had it on I, his team yeah sure yeah. but how much do you like use it you know i don't know because yeah That's i, what I'm I don't know how the about. team works but here's the other thing is i just don't want to run that team so I don't have to even worry about it. Yeah. I can have I can have that opinion, never play it, and it works. I out do actually like Brad's team though. 
with with the maggot. Maggot disgusts me. Well, I just like maggot. On like a, a normal level, he's a really good. I think 40 I think it is a cool. He is a good forty points, but as a character, he disgusts me. Uh, the quick Google has shown he would not be a character I would ever put on any of my X teams. Or would I play an X team? I guess so that that makes that easier. Um, I do want to point out some uncommons from the set that might be the best figures uh, in the set. Uh, and that is 028 and 27, Magneto and Professor X. So yeah. they both have the Sue Storm wife swap ability, but for different keywords. So X-Men, uh, Shi'ar, and Illuminati for 25 points. Old Charles Xavier here, and he's a stealth outwit combat reflexes top dial. So not a terrible 25 points. No. Um, Plus X-Men key, or X-Men team so, and eight range. So. And he has traded leadership, which is cool. His traded leadership is part of his rally. I didn't quite notice that, um, which is neat. But it's the whole, at the end of the game, you can replace five friendly characters with the same number of characters from your sideline on their starting clicks. Replacement and replaced characters must have the X-Men, Shi'ar, or Illuminati keywords and different names. Total points of replaced characters can exceed total points of the replaced characters. And then Magneto does the same thing, but for, let's see, uh, Acolytes, Hellfire Club, and Brotherhood of Mutants. So that could also be very good in its own right but magneto is 40 points however he's also a really good 40 points barrier esd and then friendly characters with a shared keyword within range six range and line of fire can also use esd he also has sidestep tk and a full dial of leadership uh six range two targets 11 for three for 40 points not not terrible um maybe not competitively what you need from 40 points but being able to replace Brotherhood, Acolytes, and Hellfire Club can be really solid. I, I'm curious to see whether or not a Brotherhood or Acolytes team will be useful after the set. I think Hellfire Club is starting to get some juices. I mean, yeah, but I've absolutely. never seen someone play a Hellfire Club team. At least I, I haven't seen it. But I, I do think they are getting a better keyword. Between Jason, Tri-Sentinel, uh, yeah. Harry, and a few other characters, so, you know, I think yeah, Hellfire it's... Club is just becoming a very solid team. I've I've seen it played a few times because uh, occasionally people play like just all the chases from a set. So uh, when oh, XPS sure. came out, there was a team that was like Jason, Harry, Leland, Emma, and uh, like Sebastian Shaw or something like that. Um, not that that oh, wasn't steady. like a competitive build, but I do know like Tri Sentinels were used competitively on Hellfire Club themes. Um, you could play like two tri sentinels, like one at a hundred or two at a hundred, and then three at thirty or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, yeah. I th the other thing to keep in mind with these two guys, just like Sue Storm, is because they have the keywords, they can swap themselves out. So that makes at least Magneto a very good utility piece. Where if you have another leadership or you don't need a TK on your team or like. You just really need a, you know, X, Y, Z to take down something your opponent has. It's a great, you know, I, I really like the mechanic for the Fantastic Four because it's a great, like, Swiss Army knife, switch up your team. Just like the Dooms, the many faces of Dooms trait was, like, pretty decent for that. Not quite as good as this because this just lets you pull from so much. Um, Professor X letting you... I don't really know what Professor X, what you're doing. Are you... Are you sneaking some Shi'ar onto an X-Men build? Are you just, yeah. are you just playing an X-Men build and just possibly swapping out? Like maybe so at the beginning of the game, so maybe you have like that 50 point Jubilee, you lose map, you swap her out, 
because I'd be a good idea without yeah. being on the right map. So I mean, that's an instant use I can think of. Um, well, and then for twenty five, also, points, Professor you X know, can become Fantastic like Four is good, but you're switching out, you know, the same ten or so characters with Fantastic Four, right? You know, it's there's not tons of diversity with what we have in modern with Fantastic right. Four. Um, to be fair, I haven't seen that team played after Future Foundation, so there's a few more pieces in there, I, I guess. None none come to mind, but there probably are a few pieces there that yes. are useful. Hardly. But in the terms it, of X-Men, for for how many freaking X-Men are in modern <laughs> right now, um, the world is your oyster with what you can switch out. Honestly, it, at this point, only having nine sideline slots might seem like too little or something like this. This is actually something that makes me think about my sideline. Definitely not the ally trait, but this makes me think about my sideline and how important it will be because X-Men, Fantastic Four, and heck, potentially Hellfire Club um, are super, super prominent keywords right yeah. now. So, And the fun thing about this, this is these are great. Um, it's it's a little hard to like work around the rule, the wording of it, but the fun thing about these replacement things is as long as it's the same number of characters that you're replacing... So I've got this 25-point Xavier and, let's say, that 50-point Jubilee. I can swap yeah. in any two other X-Men. It has to be two. Any two other X-Men that are under 75 points combined. So it doesn't have to be the exact same, but they have to be under 75. So it doesn't have to be a one-for-one -one swap. It doesn't have to be a 25-point piece for Professor X. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Uh but yeah, it's it's actually like a real fun way. I it's not really fun, I guess. It's kind of aggravating sometimes doing all like the different like math and trying to work out before like as the game's like beginning, you're like, wait, if I swap out that guy and then this guy, and then uh, how do I do this? Because then that can be a this. little annoying. Yeah, it gets to be a little. However, I will say it's. Pretty, I will say one thing. Fun. I prefer this to like entity or pick a power. Um, because then it's like most pick a powers at the beginning of your turn. So that like take this decision, but then make it happen at the beginning of every single one of your turns throughout the game. Oh, sure. Right. So I would definitely prefer this, you know, choosing once at the beginning of the game, uh, this person, this person, and this person for this person, this person, this person versus a, at the beginning of your turn, choose four powers like super scroll was or something. And then it's like. Uh, I've got two supers, or I got, you know, I normally have like three super scrolls on my team, so I'm always like sitting there thinking, how would I want this one to do? This one has a token, this one doesn't, this one could running shot, this one could charge, whatever, right? Like, so I definitely prefer this just at the beginning of the game, like think fest versus a every single turn having to like figure it out. So this I this I do like. Yeah. I but like it, it still more. Does, yeah, it's, it still does take time. It still gives you the. Uh, Swiss Army knife effect without being as annoying yes. as ID cards. So it's like the figures mm, yeah. still end up on the board. Yes, you get like an advantage over your opponent because like you can switch stuff up as soon as like Rick at the beginning of the game. So you could be like, oh, you built this. Well, like I have a I have a counter on my sideline and you can swap it in. But it's not as annoying as the uh, ID card mechanic was where. You would just call them in, and then they'd zoop off the map and never yeah, get scored. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all right, is there any more rise and fall we wanted to talk about, or are we are we set for this set discussion here? 
I mean, until we see the last legacy cards, yeah, we. I mean, I've already mm-hmm. mentioned the figures that I actually care about in this set. I think Blackheart is, if we do see Hellfire Club competitively, I think Blackheart is somewhere in there. He is way too good okay. to ignore. Um, I really haven't seen enough that I think is like nothing that outpaces what we saw in XDPS. To be honest, like I just mm. there's stuff that adds to it, of course. But man, you know what would have been, would have, would have been really adds. cool is if Smasher had like a plus five point trait where he could just add the exo specs to his card that'd be awesome because that would be good for a hundred points the fact that he has toughness at 17 toughness as a reducer his whole dial for a hundred points with only nine clicks in a one versus one fight franklin richards is going to destroy that dial it's just yeah man it's true poor smasher but yeah franklin richards is, is a little good for uh, a little good for 65 points a little good. Uh, but all right, let's um, let's jump into some listener questions here. There are dozens of us. Dozens. I believe we had a question. Uh, Who the legacy card question come from, Simeon? This is content. This is good uh, content right here. This is Mark. what I am. This is what you're paying for. Art Discord. Oh, gotcha. Sweet, sweet. Um, basically, me and Simeon to list off. Five characters we think should have uh, legacy cards, and we might mention some powers, updated, whatever, or not give a reason at all. But Simeon, let's do. Uh, I don't know if you wrote them in any particular order, but you know, worst to best, top five type idea. You know, I did of your legacy cards for who to you want. Newest, but, oldest. Okay, yeah. no particular order, order other than that. Sweet. Um, actually, I didn't even do that quite right. Uh, so. <laughs> I'll go with my first one. It's from the Flash set, Midnighter. He's a, a rare from the Flash Ooh. set. He's one, probably one of like the best rares in that set. There's a lot of really good set, or a lot of really good figures in the Flash set, but he mm-hmm. is a really cool thing. Honestly, the Flash set itself could use an overhaul because like Mirror Master, really cool. But you know who did a better job like a few years later? Loki. I don't know. All the all those people that like bring in alternate versions of themselves on like a a special role without paying a ton of points. Mirror Master just had to pay a ton of points. But no, uh Midnighter, he's the one with that uh he's got combat reflexes and then he's got the ability to kind of negate the plus ones that opposing characters get. Um but overall, just a, a really solid, like, 75 points. Right on. Right on. Right on. Uh, my first figure, I said, also a DC character. However, from World's Finest, Element Man. I really liked this oh, Element yeah. Man. Um, I tried to play him in a 300 uh, competitive fashion when he came out. Or maybe a year or so after he came out. Because, yeah, Thor was already out. But... Uh, a character with outsiders, I think the biggest or the worst part about him was the 10 attack is really rough. The no willpower at the time was really rough. Not so much a situation now. Um, but, you know, he, he could choose attacker defense powers and he could use the chosen power to your next turn. 
Um, and if he chose both, though, you'd have to deal him an unavoidable damage. So it was it was a little weird. He had super senses and shape change, though, um, and he had giant reach, which is really cool. So I guess we'd give him, what, giant reach two or three or something. And then when he had no action tokens, he had phasing. But I really liked this element, man. He doesn't quite have, like, the oomph. So I think adding, like, a trait to give him running shot or charge or something, some move and attack besides sidestep top dial would be really, really cool. Or even bringing him down to, like, 75 or so points. But I really liked this element, man. I really enjoyed playing him. So I would like to uh, play him again and make him a little bit more uh, better slash playable. Yeah. Uh, but, Tim, who's your fourth pick? Yeah, I think I think the big thing with Legacy cards is repoint costing. So, like, that Midnighter, I think, instead of 125, 100, yes. 175, probably fine. Uh, my second pick is from the Crisis set. It's it's the good okay. old Uncle Sam Calder. <laughs> so Uncle Sam. Ah, oh, dude, no, that's good. That's a good 100, pick. At 140 points, a really just fun figure. It's hard to hard to describe. Uh, not only did I play this in our Crisis versus uh, whichever. Uh, Thursday throwdown. This was also the cosplay. Dang, mutations and monsters. You hurt my. You really hurt my feelings. <laughs> it was just such a blowout. I, just, I was playing mutations so and monsters. It was, bro. It was that was one of our closer games. What are you I talking about? Blowout. Get out sure of here. I lost that one. Yeah. Uh, I don't even. I actually. I don't remember if you did lose or not. Um. But man, it was a close game. I know that for sure. Uh. So Uncle Sam for 140 points. That point value just would not fly nowadays of course um yeah but he had he had a special attack power top dial and then from clicks six through nine uh and that was when uncle sam makes a close combat attack it was give me your tired your poor when he makes a close combat attack modify his attack value by plus one for each friendly character four or fewer squares away which uncle sam can draw a clear line of fire and that is marked with one or more action tokens so a lot of words there, but basically he could get quite a few stacked pluses depending on how you positioned. It was just oh, a yeah. really, really good way to like boost his attack value. And top dial, he's got a 10, which isn't nothing. Uh, it's not yeah. great, but it's not nothing because he also had the move and attack, uh, the transport boot symbol. So he could take a minus eight to use... Or, he could... Take a minus two to go down to an <laughs> a minus eight. eight. <laughs> you would go down to an eight attack, is what I meant. Uh, uh, oh goodness! With using hypersonic for four damage, so top dial an eight for four, and then with that power, if you positioned correctly, you could get you know potentially a thirteen attack because you know you'd go minus two, and then plus five, five you could potentially yeah. get a thirteen. Because it's just max of three, uh, but yeah, it was it was fun positioning wise. He's a fun character, just in general, uh, and I think he deserves a little bit of justice. Maybe, maybe a trait that like gives him some some boosts. I don't really know what we'd do, but clearly we'd have to cut his points in half because oh. we've seen what seventy points gets us nowadays, and. Uh, Let's just say, like, if you don't change his stats, that's not a 140-point dial. It's not even close. It's not, no. Yeah. I think traded hypersonic speed isn't too far off, since 
it wouldn't want to have to explain what that speed symbol does anymore, I imagine. Right. So you could just give him traded hypersonic, and then he's way better. Um, and then, yeah, no, I think this is a great pick. I totally forgot about Uncle Sam. This is a good. This is a good pick, Simeon. That's that's a Calder approved pick right there. That's a good one. Uh, my number four pick is DC seventy fifth Guy Gardner. So there's tons of problems with this with this Guy Gardner. He has phasing top dial. This is now this is a Red Lantern Guy Gardner. So this is like a getting down to business supposed to be anyways but he has like a 12 phasing top dial doesn't get charged until click two he has exploit weakness he has eight range and he has like esd it's just such a wonky top dial so i would give him something like the uh he also has a trait which is close combat expert but only if he has no action tokens so i would change this trait to just be close combat expert and then add on the trait that war of light guy has from the le so that's like uh, what is it here? Uh, yeah, give Guy Gardner a move action. If he ends his move adjacent to an opposing character, uh, the move action counts as a free action instead. And then he can use Battle Fury until that character is KO'd. So I would give him a trait. I wouldn't give him Battle Fury since the red guy already gets it on dial someplace. But I'd give him the trait where it's like Kolo's Combat Expert. When he is given a move action, uh, if he is adjacent to an opposing character, that's a free action instead. And then he can, you know, Close Combat Expert exploit 12 for 5. Which I think would be great, and that makes his top dial phasing even better than his charge and everything. So I think that's just awesome. Um, but then, of course, then you'd never use his charge. So I don't know. But some kind of power like that, you know, is is what I think he definitely needs. And then give him the traded uh, Red Lantern Pen Poison ability, and then I think you know make him just a hundred points. I think if you do all of that, then you can just cut him down by just ten points, and I think he'll be fine. Uh, give him the warrior keyword though. I was trying to make a guy gardener team the other day, and I they didn't have the warrior keyword. Needs the warrior keyword. But yeah, so mine would be seventy fifth anniversary guy gardener for my fourth pick. Nice. My next one is one of my all time favorite figures. Period, and that is fear itself, the serpent. Uh, I don't have a great idea of how they would be able to do this one. Because the serpent's card is a like one of those big like fold out booklets. Um, he has like you know he has mm. the three dials and then you can combine the dials in different like point values. So he's got six hundred, five hundred, and two hundred point dials. You can combine the five and two to make seven hundred, the six and two to make eight hundred, the uh, five and six to make eleven hundred, or all three of them to make thirteen hundred. Um, and it just changes your play style depending on how you do it. But I think if they modified, if they like gave him a card where the fear dial gave like boosts to your uh, to your team, similar to like Galactus, you could use him as a like Galactus, like Herald of the Serpent kind of thing. Because the Serpent kind of empowered stuff behind the scenes, right? Like he was kind of like you know in the background for most of Fear itself. Um, but then also his 200 point dial and his 500 point dial, I think personally his 500 point dial would be fine as like a 300 point dial. I don't think that it would be busted. I don't know. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm wrong, but I, I still feel like he's going to get out actioned. Uh, you know, black Leopard's still going to drop him. Kobik's going to get rid of his power cosmic. I think he gets right. tanked at 300. I think everything kind of gets tanked unless it's just 
overblown stats wise. Um, Mm -hmm. But at 200, if you like reworked the point value, uh, I think that, you know, he's, he's an interesting piece to field. Uh, And if you changed, so at 200, all he has is a special attack power and then the fear dial. And honestly, if you give him like uh, some sort of like behind the scenes trait or like, I don't know, something like that, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be thematic and cool. It's a good way to give life to like these older colossals that a lot of people have. And I mean, I don't know. It just, it just seems like they've got a better purpose than, uh, I don't know, 33 point Sentinel from XDPS. That's still modern. Yeah. That's just, that's just dumb. And I hate it. Um, while we're talking about Colossals and how, like, awful it is that Black Leopard just, like, nukes them, and I know this fix won't fix Colossals, but it'll fix how much I hate playing against Black Leopard in general. I personally think he does, he needs an errata. He's like, people say, he's like, oh, he's a great equalizer. I'm like, no, he nerfs your entire opponent's team within six, but my your team, like, so if he's equal, it should be a one-for-one thing. So I think it should be, like, choose an opposing character than six squares in line of fire then that person can only have the max attack defense damage of Black Leopard, as opposed to every opposing character within six squares and line of fire. Yeah. That has, like, super bothered me. I really hate that about Black Leopard. And, like, seeing him across the board makes me just be like, ugh, I don't want to play against him, which is why I was so thankful I played Savage Land Magneto and was able to take him away, because I was just like, ugh. Yeah, get rid of him. He's annoying. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, right. My number three is... Sorry for the side tangent there, but... Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I hate Black Leopard. What can I say? I hate playing against him, man. Um, yeah, number three is going to be Weasel from the Deadpool set. Um, when I was making this list, I was thinking of characters that I played a lot or like wished were better. Uh, and Weasel is just one I played a ton of. Weasel is an enhancement that modifies your attack and range values when he uses enhancement and this isn't a unique modifier either so i would use like double occasionally triple weasel uh on people to just blast them 13 for six or some other ridiculous combat value and inflate their ranges and whatever and if you gave him a free action he could re-roll the attack roll if that character missed by one which comes up more than you think i mean i think any hero host player knows how painful it is to miss by one so that weasel is just really good and i honestly just want a legacy card because He's a 27-point figure that does plus one range attack and damage value for range attacks that I love. Uh, On the same note, a WizKid legacy card I would also be fine with. However, he is a prime. He's two points less, um, which makes him, I don't know, him and Weasel can fight over who is better. But WizKid modifies, I think, all their values, whether it's close or range, Uh, and he can modify more than one character. You mean prime WizKid? I thought you were prime WizKid. Wiz Kid the company. <laughs> oh no, not sorry, not Wiz Kid's company. Yeah, um, no, Prime Wiz Kid. Yeah, who just gets every adjacent friendly character modifies attack, range, and damage plus one is also someone who I'd be cool with the legacy card because I love playing him. Just these super cheap twenty five point mass perplex mass stat modifier characters uh, are awesome. So I I love stuff like that. But Weasel yeah. was always my go to. I always played Weasel more. I never pulled a Wiz Kid until like way later. So. I would like to see a Weasel or WizKid legacy card. They can share it, because they do relatively the same thing. Along the same line, uh, Skeets, the LE Skeets would be fine. 
Um, oh, sure. Yeah. That does make me kind of think, do you think there should be a rarity cap for legacy cards? Have we seen a chase legacy card? I guess we've seen, what is the, hang on, I've got it here. Uh, the Casey, the old Casey Wonder Woman from Unleashed is a super rare oh, yeah. unique. I don't know what the, that was back in 2004, if that was like a chase rarity. Or close enough to it, right? But yeah, do you uh, do you think it should? Well, be uniques were really were really rare. They were one to two per, on um, like brick, right? So you only got like one or two uniques I... per brick. They were pretty rare. Their brick was twelve boosters or whatever back then. So yeah, um, I think I don't think they should make chase legacy cards, and if they do. Maybe make them like crazy con exclusive legacy cards. People might hate that idea, I guess. That just makes it even more expensive. So maybe not. Um, but even then, old chases, they go for like 30 to like less. You know, like old chases don't go for that much. Once they're not modern, they sit at like 30 to 40 for a while if they were like really, really good. And then, you know, once they're. 10 years old it's like uh 15 bucks 20 bucks maybe you, you know so just picture the war of light chases getting legacy cards what oh the price is okay so those chases <laughs> those should not ever be legacy cards please no uh no, insert just... michael from the office no 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 please no some of these yeah. some of these figures even like the <laughs> Because they've been out of, you know, quote unquote, out of print for so long. Um, even like the super rares are kind of okay. rare now. Uh, so it's like the chases, because my next one was going to be Weapon X from Captain America set, who is a chase. Ooh, that's uh, a good choice. He's that's got the choice, countdown though. dial. He's got, well, that's pretty much it. He's got the breaking out of the tank trait, yeah. which is. Yeah. <laughs> When the tank is attached, he can't be moved, placed, targeted, assigned an action, or damaged, and at the beginning of your turn, turn the dial once to the right. As long as the fluid tank is attached, any opposing character occupying an adjacent square may be given a power action to turn the dial once to the left. When click 5 is revealed, remove the fluid tank. At the beginning of your turn, if you control no other friendly characters, click weapon X to the click 5 and remove the fluid tank. So... He's got this thing where for 72 points, which I think is actually kind of good still. For 72 points, he's a slow burner like in your background. So your team is running on a 72-point deficiency, which kind of sucks. But the good news is like if your whole team gets tanked, if your whole team gets taken out, he instantly like pops in. Which mm. at that point you probably already lost, to be honest. <laughs> but it's cool uh, yeah. nonetheless. Uh, but he he comes in with a ten speed charge, twelve attack blades, a three damage battle fury, and seventeen combat reflexes. Um, I don't know. I think he's fine. I think his dials kind of wonky, but for legacy card, I think he'd be fine. Um, my that's alternate not a bad pick... dial, uh, like personally. That's actually no. kind of still yeah, it's... pretty good for seventy-two points. Maybe like that... traded toughness. I get would be sure. like, and then you can keep them the same point value. Honestly, you know. But for something that like that's pretty good. The whole point of yeah. him is kind of to come in mid-game. 
that's a great mm-hmm. mid game tile to have all of a sudden. Yeah, um, mid game. Then you've got someone who's a twelve for three. Awesome. But if Blades, I had to pick a, a non chase yeah. from Captain America, I'd go a Squirrel Girl, so that we could get a resurgence ah, of good. Monkey what Joe. What a pick! What a good pick. If the Monkey Joe Realmser guy listens to this show, I mean, he he sure might. I don't know, probably not, but he'd be like, "Yeah, that's the dream right there, man. You finally said it. You finally realized <laughs> the dream I've had all these years to get a legacy, specifically for this Squirrel Girl, because the other one she just makes Squirrel Pogs. He specifically wants that Monkey Joe Pog yeah. to be doing that good stuff. And since it is just since the Pog itself is just Monkey Joe on a tree stump, they could change the stats on monkey joe and make monkey joe better you know so yeah that without any beautiful. work because like the dial has so information but right. yeah that bystander would be the easiest part to change because there is no dial to the bystander oh yeah um oh yeah no i i know monkey joe is still active because he took part in the uh hero clicks for huntington's uh event um, I don't. Oh, wow, he's still I don't plays. know who it cool. is. I cool. I honestly don't care that much. Not and that's not like a dig at him. I just, dang, bro. <laughs> if he did lick me, he doesn't anymore. Dang, no, I just, uh, he just lost Monkey Joe. High HC realms or high profile saying, listener. We just lost. Dang. <laughs> I was just saying. Curse you, Bruce. It was always Curse cool you. to see the. Uh, back in the day, seeing like the little yeah. ticker on his signature slowly like count. click up every so often like i wouldn't see him for a few months and then i'd see him and it'd be like monkey joe ko's went up by one and i'd be like oh hot dang he did it again uh but no it's like uh, it's fine the the anonymity that he has in my life is is perfectly fine with me i'm i'm willing to live with that for the rest of forever if need be if he wants to contact me and be like hey my name's greg i'm a pianist Jeez. in melbourne i'll be like cool i'll stop i don't play stop. any instrument and he'll be like yeah okay and that'll be see that's why the anonymity is cool because then i don't have this like yeah <laughs> goodness gracious uh okay uh, uh next up um my my number two pick here is also a great lake avenger I'm the Captain America set. However, it is not Squirrel Girl. It is Mr. Immortal. Loved playing this figure. I played it a lot. However, dying is what he's supposed to do best. I think he could die a little easier. In my opinion, being six clicks long and having regen on his last three clicks, I want dying to be like all this guy does. So sadly, I would want him to like be like four or three clicks long. But if we can't change it on a legacy card, I understand. Whatever. Um... But having an, have him an ability, and I don't mean this to offend anyone, but give him the ability to KO himself. Because he would do that in comics. He uh, kept that fang on him, as the kids say. Um, if he ever had to just you know do a little reset, get into a better uh, strategic position. Um, so yeah. like, And I want, when he comes back to life, I want him to be... They gave him Battle Fury, which is what he should have, because he's just mad. But he's almost like enters like hulkamania or something he's like invincible mad you know he's like yeah you can't be like touched you can't be hurt and he's just like swinging so his stats shouldn't be bad on the down dial they should get like better and he should be like charge like the turn he comes back give him 
charge, flurry, you know, something to modify his damage, blades, I don't know, I don't care. But, like, give him something where it's like, boom, he's he's back to life, and he's he's pissed, and he's swinging, you know? Um, and make him less than 46 points. You, maybe, maybe if you make him better, you don't have to make him less than that, but still, I want... I want him, and you know, he, he goes to click nine, and he takes a few turns to get him back. I think maybe make it click eight instead, make him come back to life a little faster. But dude, yeah, I want, and because we didn't get a remake of him, like we got a remake of Squirrel Girl in 2015, so I, I'm dying for a new Mr. Immortal. I honestly, uh, if they could give us a, a full Great Lakes Avengers sub theme, yeah. that would be dope. Um, but yeah, that's my number Big two pick. The dinosaur. That'd be really cool. Yeah, man. That's one I didn't. I guess I didn't. It's a fun that. team. Big Bertha from Wolverine and the X Men. Whiz Kids, you you recreated almost all of Wolverine and the X Men for X Men Rise and Fall. You <laughs> did. It's not a knock. You just straight up did. That's a fact. But you left out Big Bertha, huh? Kind of tells a lot about the kind of people that designed that set, I guess. Uh, body just, shaming that's happening at WizKids. Doesn't really say anything, but uh, it's funny that uh, both Flatman and Big Birth are in the same set because they're two like true. extremes, you know? Yeah, pretty funny. I <laughs> never thought of that before. Flatman and what was it? All right, Door, Doorman, <laughs> the guy who, uh, yeah, dude, Doorman was great. Good people can walk through him, he can, he can make other people <laughs> phase through him. Is that literally his power? I thought he was just like weird. Yeah, that's what he does. Oh, okay. I thought he was like weird spring. He doesn't make doors. Snake spy man. He himself. Um, he is, is a, a door. door. Wow. He is a door. He yeah. make a better door than a window. Uh, they actually there's a there's a West Coast Avengers comic. This is a, oh, this is an awesome Great Lakes tangent we're going on. But there's a West Coast Avengers comic. That's how the JLA got their start. They would just appear in West Coast comics. Um. And it's like there's a, a bank robbery happening or something or there's a fire or like whatever. And they're like, all right, team, go. And doorman, boom, makes a door. Mr. Immortal jumps in, gets shot right away, dies, you know, uh, whatever. The rest of the team barge in, take care of that. Mr. Immortal comes back to life. And then they just leave. The teamwork is amazing in this, like in their first appearance in like the West Coast Avengers. But then they just sort of slowly turn into more and more of a joke and then every subsequent appearance they have it's as a team is just they're just worse and they're more of a joke which is fine but like their first appearance they were like they were teamwork up the wazoo man they were awesome so it was impressive i'm not doing it justice with this recap but uh they were great but sorry Sammy, what's your next what's your next pick? pick up that issue uh so my next and final yeah my my final pick. yeah number one and this is one that i thought for sure, Wonder Woman set would remake. For sure, this would get a legacy card for Wonder Woman set. Because it's been deserving a new figure for a long, long time in DC. And, I mean, I, I get Wonder Woman 80th. They went with all Wonder Woman from throughout like the ages. It's fine. It's cool. But Legacy Ares, for 275 oh, yeah. points... This is another yeah. one that I played in Thursday Throwdown when I. Uh, it's why it comes to mind so easily. But mm -hmm. uh, starting 14 attack goes down to a 13 and then a 12 on click four. 
So he's got a super stacked top dial. And then on, on click three, he gets close combat expert, so he's back up to a 14 for five with charge and super strength. Um, the only thing that I don't like about this guy that I didn't used to like about him, and I, I still kind of don't. So he didn't have any willpower or indom, which doesn't mm -hmm. matter now. Right. But he starts with phasing, which he does have eight range, so phasing isn't like the worst, but man, it's not the best. Uh, he's got mystics, but he's got no power cosmic or I guess cosmic energy. Uh, but also for 275 points, you just need a lot more. His uh, defense values go from a 19 on click one down to a 15 by click seven and then a 14 mm. on clicks nine and 10. So once he gets like the big hit, once he takes a big like psychic blast, he's going he's going down real quick. He's not getting a lot better. Um, I do like his mid clicks where he's got flurry, twelve attack with close combat expert, and four damage. So he's rocking thirteens for five with flurry. Um, pretty solid. But yeah, I I don't know. I just think you could kind of keep the stats the same maybe rework the dial, maybe like work a stop click in somewhere somehow, uh, or like a reduction of penetrating damage. I don't know. He's a God of war. Give him, give him some oomph for 275 points or alternatively for this exact same dial. I will accept if you make a legacy card and he only costs 75 points. I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. You, th you think it's a 75 point dial? <laughs> Honestly, kind of. <laughs> Have you seen what seventy-five <laughs> points gets you in the comment? The the. I mean, I get it, meta, but he's like yeah. he's still a nineteen impervious, Simeon. <laughs> he's got a fourteen attack. Yeah, you think, but you, uh... think you could take away two hundred points of this guy's dial. I, like, I absolutely think that's he's fair. Five, he's a five damage fourteen let's, attack. Let's play. Let's play a modern game. Point. I'll let you play this guy for seventy-five points with whatever else you want. And I'll play a okay. modern 300-point game and see if I can just completely shut him down in one turn. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> 75 I is don't good. Know. I don't it's know good. about this one, man. I. Oh, gosh, dude. It's not as bad as the Avengers Ares for also 275 points. Way worse for you know um oh yeah the yeah marvel Ares for 275 he at least has moving attack oh, that's true you know? he does have that running shot super strength combo i love so, so he'll, he'll get the first attack off on the other Ares for sure right and he's a 13 he only needs a six to hit but it's whether or not he biffs the impervious roll and he'll he'll take a mystic right this uh, hypothetical is yeah, yeah. Bad. But he still has running shot even after the mystic, and then Ares gets charged. Assuming, assuming the other takes five, excuse me, takes three, misses his mm. impervious. Uh, let's see. So he's hitting for five. He's going one, two, three. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, now you're close to me, and I've got flurry with combat expert twelve for five. Not. But not is he great. is he close to you? Is he? Because he's got running oh, shot. Got running or shot. unless you oh, phase true. up right away. That's true. That's yeah, because he's got running shot. So 
Unless this Ares faces up right away, but I don't see him. He faces out 12. This guy will running shot and hit him. He's got a 13 square reach. You know, yeah, I don't. Hmm. I think this Ares beats that Ares in a head to head battle. Unless he does. What, end what's the last 25 points defense. of the build? I don't know. If we make them both 75 points, which one wins? It shouldn't be 75 points. I'm going to stop you right there. First of all, they shouldn't be 75 points. Now that Avengers um, Ares, so maybe second you're all, right because that Avengers Ares would be kind of gross at 75 points. I will say Okay, that. thank you. Thank you for so giving me that might one. Be correct Who you thought was worth, by the way. Yeah, he might be better than the legacy yeah. one. Maybe, huh? Maybe. Yeah. He got torn okay. in half by the center. Uh, my... <laughs> uh, that is true. My... My number one pick, um, this this is a character, this is one of the first Captain America figures I got after a, a long time, and I didn't realize it at the time, but as time kept going on and going by, I he's just so bad. He's so terrible. And I'm talking about the Captain America from the Avengers versus X-Men starter set. Um, man, he's... Here's all I would do to fix this guy. So he's 200 or 100 points, and this isn't as uh, as big of a change as the Ares we were just discussing, but he's got eight clicks for 200 points. He has running shot, 11 attack, four damage, 18 impervious. Um, his special attack power is incapacitate as if he had two targets, which is so bad. Um, he can give one hit target two action tokens instead of giving them each one. If he does, he can give the second one... Uh, and if that character can't be given a second action token, excuse me, you deal at one penetrating damage. But he's got five range. This is your 200-point figure um, who is running shot, five range, four damage with a special in-cap power. It's so bad. I would, um, I would make the power not incapacitate and make it the Captain America Winter Soldier shield bouncy power instead, uh, or some shield bouncy power, you know? And then I would make him uh, 100 or 50 points. I honest, I personally think his 200-point line is a 100-point line nowadays, uh, personally. Just looking at the 85-point Captain America from this latest set with Living Legend, who has the same trait, uh, or not even the same trait, but whatever. Um, the one before him at 95 points has the same trait. We can choose combat reflexes or ESD. Um, I, think, I think 100 or 50 points for this AVX Captain America and then you'd make that special attack power a shield bouncy power instead of incapacitate. I think he's great, and I think he's awesome. I, I genuinely, I genuinely think that's like the perfectest like way to fix this dude. But yeah, yeah, that seems fair. Although AVX, okay, AVX in total, I think was some real high costed dials. Oh yeah, they, like there the, were some bloated dials in AVX. The Professor X, I can't even remember. Yeah, for one fifty. Yeah, he was. He's like one fifty, and he's like, "Yeah, my defense, special mastermind. Also, I can mind control." When your legs work like they used to before. Yeah. Although I say that, and I used to run the Avengers Uh, Assemble Red Skull all the time at one fifty. Two hundred. That's oh, yeah, insane. Two hundred. Not even one. Yeah, that one. I was like, man, was it ever worth two hundred points? No. Like really? But I still played the heck out of it because it was just a lot of fun. Also, he had the best. The best part about his mind control was when he uses it, 
he isn't dealt damage from it after actions resolve. Wow. No oh, feedback. So glad damage. they did that. So happy. It's crazy because they <sighs> WizKids really like lays their cards out with how they spell out uh powers. So it was yeah. for quite a while they did a lot of mind control aren't dealt you aren't dealt feedback damage after using it kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then 2017 rules rolled around, and that just was the way it was now. Um, And then from 2017 on, we saw a lot of powers that were saying, like, perplex, but not to target damage. And then Mm -hmm. 2021 rules came out, and that's just how it is now. So, yeah. Interesting. Can can we... Do you you think this is the trend? This is it? The the way they modify the powers? Like, maybe, maybe that's just how the power should just work. You know, I think yeah. If you see, if you start um, seeing a special power where that becomes like super senses on a four through six, if that was way more prevalent, which clearly it won't be, that's not going to be the case with Wonder Woman team ability now. But right. uh, I hope not. Yeah, if that was like you know, that's I don't know, but things like that because um, mm-hmm. there was a lot of characters that dealt penetrating damage without it being like a special or without it being a power it was like just traded deals penetrating damage or something like that and now you can do it with it combos with mind control now but it also did pre rules change in 2021 so i don't know there's a few instances and maybe i'm just reading into nothing it's possible yeah you are um speaking of reading into nothing now we're going to go ahead and answer some listener questions from superfan Chance McCall. He's got five sets of questions here. They're all pretty fun. Uh, what are five figures outside of the standard Justice League Avengers uh, that you'd like to see always be modern in some form? Hmm. Just uh, rattle off your five here, Simeon. Two sets of hair. We start uh, off. <laughs> That's. <laughs> uh, uh, looks dude. cool. <laughs> that is a. Uh, the mullet, the mullet comments, uh, <laughs> or a chance, just just showed that he has business in the front and, of course, party in the back right now. He uh, showed that off on our Discord, which is pretty funny. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, question one was, what are five figures outside of the standard jail and Avengers you'd like to see always being modern? Um, I went with all villains, so it's villains that I like to see. And I don't think we see often enough. Some of these we've seen recently, but recently doesn't mean like they're common. Uh, so number one was Red Skull. Uh, he's just a really interesting villain. He's always got like machinations within machinations kind of thing. Um, him with the like the Tesseract or the Cosmic Cube. Uh, if you oh, yeah. if you want to go by comic words. Um, that's probably like my standard red skull. Uh, the red skull that took Xavier's brain was fine, but we've gotten really like the only two versions of that, that we can ever get. Um, my next character was captain cold. I'd really like to see like a captain cold made that felt like it could actually take on the flash or at least form a team that took on with like the flash. Uh, maybe get some of those. So we got the wizard, from the future foundation set that uh, can form the 
Was it? No, that was Fantastic Four set. Uh, the wizard from the Fantastic Four set that can make the new Frightful Four. It'd be cool if we oh, had yeah. some like captains, like Captain Cold, some uh, some rogues that could do that. Ooh, Magneto that would be cool. Is technically like a villainous version of himself. But like um, still, like the actual Flash rogues. You mean that would be really yeah, cool? Yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. cool to have that option. Um, and then Dark Seed, I like it. Dark Side. I don't know why I said Dark Seed. Uh, dark Side. Um, but really, more because we got a Dark Side recently. I'd really like to get more of the uh, other Apocalypse people. So, Calabac, uh, what is it? Granny Goodness, um, mm-hmm. Steppenwolf. Like a lot of the ones that we haven't had since Worlds. No, Superman, Wonder Woman. I think we got some in there. Um, but the ones that we yes, haven't we did, had yeah. in quite a while, like, I don't know. Like, those are some really big DC villains that can hold their own against some really big DC heroes. And uh, mm-hmm. we just don't get them. And in lieu of those, we have, like, 1,200 Jokers. And, you know, I do like the Riddler, though. Uh, and also, <laughs> I, said, uh, I said Ultron... We just got yeah. one in the Captain America set, but prior to that, it wasn't until the Age of Ultron set. Age that of we Ultron, really yeah, yikes. And so it was five one. years. Yeah, quite a quite a decent amount of time in between. And then Loki. Loki we kind of get sparingly, but he just has, you know, they use him for quite a bit in comics, and he just has so many options, so many point costs and dials that we could go with. I feel like yep. his mind control, shape change, super sense, mystics kind of stuff is like it's been overused. And yeah. I think we can we can figure something else out, something that like makes more sense for dude. Him. I want a shifting focus Loki, kid Loki, lady Loki, Loki Loki, uh, more Masters of Evil style Loki versus a more you know whatever style Loki. He's if he's someone who has had changing viewpoints and focus and power sets it's loki and i think he'd be great for a shifting focus now maybe if his tv show is better he'd actually deserve a fit shifting focus but uh, until that happens we'll we'll see we'll see but i do think loki would be a good shifting focus character is this the ultimate uh, power is that all your five? universe uh that was all five of mine yes okay uh speaking of loki and the cosmic cube i was talking with somebody about it the other day and i was like so yeah, when the Avengers got the Cosmic Cube, and they were like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Cosmic Cube." He's like, "Yeah." Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, "The Tesseract." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And I was like, "Ah, oh, I feel wow, so old, wow." I old, but just like the fact that they knew yeah. it as the Tesseract, not the Cosmic Cube. I was like, "Oh, uh, it hurt. It hurt me. It hurt me a little bit." It really. Um, yeah. Anyways, it was kind of bad when <sighs> yeah, they dude. just reduced it to a Infinity Stone. I mean that also hurt too. Come on, man. I feel like the, te- the like cosmic, the cosmic cube, cube to be the yeah. space stone. Thanos just crushes uh, it into disrespect. dust and's like, "Oh, I just need this pebble that's inside of it." But I was like, I feel like the cosmic yeah. cube is more powerful than a single infinity stone. Not the entire infinity right? column, because but a it was one for sure. He's like the power in the first Captain America movie. It was the main focus of the first Avengers movie, you know, like as far as Infinity Stones go, it had the most focus on it being a powerful Infinity Stone. 
it, the power gem, the time gem would be really the only infinity stones that had this big focus on them for they themselves being purely super powerful. And even that, I, I still feel like the Tesseract got way more beef for being powerful than any other infinity stone. It, certainly reality and like soul and uh, visions, right? Like that was, those were all like meh infinity stones compared to like how beefy Tesseract was. But yeah. Uh, anyways, my top five characters, I think, should always have some form of them in modern. Uh, Howard the Duck, he's just a fan favorite of mine. Really, really enjoy him. I think we can always have a goofy, fun Howard the Duck in modern. Uh, Guy Gardner, once again, uh, most of my favorite characters are normally in modern because they're popular. So like Lex Luthor, Captain America, The Punisher, War Machine. Those characters are normally always modern because they're popular and they get made, you know? Guy Gardner doesn't get made a lot of the time, and I, you know, have to go through these droughts of not playing Guy Gardner, which really sucks. I'd always like a, a modern guy. Uh, Squirrel Girl, to go with Simeon's uh, legacy card type deal. Squirrel Girl's a really, really fun character. I really enjoy her. She's she's always been a fun hero click. She always is a pog generator, which is always fun to play. So I'd always like a modern Squirrel Girl. And then these last two, they go hand in hand, but uh, a Hydra generic and a Shield generic, I think, should always be modern. Um, no, like no ifs, ands, or buts. I think Hydra and Shield should always have some generic that's modern. So there's no classic Hydra generic, like green suit, yellow H guy that's modern. But we do have the uh, spies, the industrial spies, and then for another month ish, we have the Hydra. Earth X generics, but we oh, we're yeah. gonna be out, you know, normal. I mean, and we technically have the aim guys, but those are more aim slash Avengers than they are Hydra at all. But like, we're gonna be out of a classical Hydra generic until we get another one. But we have really good Shield generics right now, which I'm thankful for. But yeah, I, I think we should always have a Hydra and Shield generic in modern. I just think that's you know they work off each other. We'll we'll always have characters with the Shield keyword for sure in modern. It's give or take if we'll get an, an Avengers. I mean, we're, we're going to get an Avengers set, that's no doubt. But uh, Captain America or more Hydra-themed set. So it's kind of iffy whether or not we'll have a bunch of Hydra characters in modern. But I do think we should always have those generics to fill out those keywords. Uh, just because. I and, and there's no classic rivalry in Marvel that spans the decades that Hydra versus S.H.I.E.L.D. does. And I, I heavily enjoy that. Um, the next question chance had was if you had to make custom dials of each other what would they look like i went on hc realms i made a custom simeon bruce style uh simeon why don't you start us off with your custom dial here oh yeah and i might so, i might upload these to patreon or take a screenshot or something and, and upload these to facebook and twitter yeah I'll, I'll have to actually dial mine out all i did was uh type this oh can i also preface this with saying um this is almost like an art project where you get to see how me and Simeon would design dials. So this is also really interesting to like yeah. what mechanics yeah. we would use for each other. So I'm I'm very curious. I didn't do a ton of uh, like I didn't try and make it like super modern. Uh, I just kind of what went with what felt right, which I feel like is how <laughs> WizKids design. So why not? Uh, so I made Calder seventy five points. Seems a little bit stout, but 
I feel like it's fair. I gave him six range because, I don't know, he could throw things if he wanted to. Six range doesn't seem too far. Uh, so click one. What does click one Calder look like? Well, he's got seven speed charge. And that charge is called howdy howdy, let's get rowdy. He's coming in. Very nice. Uh, it's good. It's only four, only four squares that you can move, but I feel like that's, I don't know, that seems like human average-ish. Uh, I gave him a 10 attack blades and the blades is called I made this knife myself (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't remember the dude that uh, you went to 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 make it oh uh, uh, Joe Smith but yeah yeah uh, Joe Smith the blacksmith Um, I gave him a 16 defense toughness and I called that power they don't call these ranch hands for nothing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why uh, they don't call these ranch hands for nothing uh, and then I gave them two damage for that first click Okay. now here's where it gets interesting Calder so bear with me 6 range 75 points okay. what could you possibly do on click 2 well on click 2 Calder's got 10 speed sidestep Ooh. the power is called okay. flavor text is into formation got 12 attack okay. precision strike okay. powers called shield bash 18 oh, defense nice. combat nice. reflexes and then three damage with a special damage power called the many cosplays of calder and that special damage power gives him stop toughness when this click is first revealed calder has immune until your next turn so the red nice. sun lex for 50 points has two stop clicks so this one's got this one's got three so the next one that of course (laughs) first one was cap uh second click or second stop click this is click three has the same 10 speed but with running shot called the best lantern 12 attack Mm. psychic blast called (laughs) let me point you in the right direction i think i was going because you have like the finger thing Oh yeah, the the hand, the finger yeah. gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't think of great. I don't know Guy Gardner very well, so I couldn't think of like some great powers. Okay. Uh, and then eighteen defense again with ESD this time, and it's called it's all in the ring, which it's fine. Nice. Yeah. And then four nice. damage on this Guy Gardner with a special damage power, and then click four. Calder, can you can you guess what I might have gone with for click four? I'm I'm gonna assume it's uh, Ash Williams would be another prominent cosplay, or the comedian is what okay. I would think. Okay. Okay. Got eight speed okay. with a special. Okay. It's a special speed power, plasticity, charge, and improved movement characters. And then it's also got added into this and this is because i've used as many special powers as possible on this figure so i can't yeah. do some of them but not only right. does it have plasticity charge and improved movement characters also outwit but only to target characters hit or moved through this turn interesting the I'm flavor text think. for this one is called Okay. Next, you'll say, dot dot dot. And then it's got a eleven attack, 
with a special attack power. <laughs> this is the first time I've used a special attack power. Uh, so it's okay. Flurry and Precision Strike. And the flavor text for this is Hamon and Friendship. <laughs> 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 and then... <Okay>. Uh, <laughs> That's that's awesome. All right, and then that's it's got a, awesome. a nineteen defense with a. It's a special defense power that is super senses, but on a four through six. And I, I just could not. I was gonna do something like, uh, ECDC. <laughs> I don't know. like. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I tricked him, or I don't know something like that. Uh, that's a that's a good Joseph man. That's that's awesome. And then a special that same special damage power, which of course is just the stop click with uh, once again yeah. it's stop toughness. Uh, and then when this click is first revealed, Calder has immune until the next turn. So uh, for for this last click, I think I gave him three damage. So um, got a little damage boost on guy. But I think he's probably mm -hmm. the one that would pump out the most damage. So, I after hearing uh, that, and by the way, that's awesome. That's like really amazing, dude. I love the creativity and everything in it. That's so dope. I feel a little bad about <laughs> about my Simeon dial. <laughs> I feel like a jerk. Uh, Dang! Oh I no! Didn't, I didn't expect uh, <laughs> it to go so hard. That's um, no, fine. I think it's still. You give, I think it's still funny. <laughs> so, Simeon, you can be played at uh, forty or twenty points. And again, okay. I'm so okay. sorry. I like this I'm so, so far. Sorry. So far, not too bad. You have a trait. You have a trait which is. Uh, you can say I do this a lot. Uh, it's leap climb. When Simeon uses it and moves from a higher elevation to a lower elevation, this is a free action instead. So you okay. can basically free action move anytime, anywhere on your dial with leap climb, as long as it's from uh, a higher to lower. I imagine rappelling is easier than climbing itself. I was originally going to do something where it's like, you know, I really use my arms for this more than anything, and it's like you would use your attack value instead of movement for moving or something, but I I, I thought this was all right. Um, you have a special defense power. Oh, okay. You, your first two clicks are like super regular, like Simeon, and then you have a red line after click two. So you're KO'd if you're 20 points after click two. But if you're 40 points, you keep turning the dial. Um, but your special defense power for your first two clicks here is rolling for willpower before it was cool. Willpower, super senses, when Simeon Bruce succeeds on his willpower roll this turn, he succeeds on a three through six for super senses this turn. Which I thought, because that's how you used roll for willpower. Uh, right, yeah, when, when I when you rolled would, for like, willpower, you, you it was always like as a reducer or as like some sort of damage avoidance i didn't actually use it as like mm -hmm. the new whiz kids way but uh yes right that that makes a lot of sense also you have uh perplex on your first two clicks which is uh sculpt swap because that's like i think that's like the most creative power i guess making things to me is like per a perplex power without it being like a uh making objects type special power or something 
Um, and then I did give you the X-Men team ability and then the X-Men and X-Force keywords so you could be played with the Wolverine X-23 duo. I thought that was like definitely a necessary ability. But your last two clicks here, uh, you have a special attack power called Extreme Rules, a Natterday in each hand, which is Stop Flurry. <laughs> these next few clicks uh you you go from like a seven speed you know nine attack you know one damage on your like regular simian clicks and i give you like 16 defense with the special like super senses willpower uh to a uh, nine speed charge eight speed charge 11 attack on these clicks uh 17 defense mastermind three damage close combat experts so you have uh your charge is chick chick challenge uh on charge, of course, the Natterday in each hand is your special attack, which is two stop clicks, and I feel bad I didn't give you three stop clicks now. Um, and then <laughs> well, I'm cheaper, Mastermind so is is simply put is simply put Inner Circle, and then Close Combat Experts. You're 12 for 4, which maybe, I think that's, for modern, 40 points, starting off as a little perplexer, and then getting hit to that, I think that's fair. Uh, but you'll have a, a final DDT for Close Combat Expert. Uh, so your your charge flurry twelve for four on these on these last clicks with just mastermind to protect you, but with double stop clicks, I think it's pretty good. But yeah, that is my my simian who then turns into uh, the billion clicks Bruce revealed type dial. I like it. I'm I like wishing the, I would have like the mastermind. Yeah, because yeah. I've got a lot of minions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See now I want to like. That was so good. Yeah, see? We both sort of made similar dials. You just, you added way more personas. I was like, uh, we gotta do the billion clicks, Bruce. But I wanted to put in normal Simeon as well. But that was good. Man, I'm impressed. I wish I wouldn't have made you 20 and 40 points. I feel a little guilty. I feel a little bad. But, but yeah. Um, Chance, let us know, guys, what you thought of these dials. We might We might change them up. I'd add to him, honestly. I could have. I wanted to give you Smoke Cloud, like, like as free. Like, hey Calder, check out this cool trick I learned, and then give you like free action Smoke Cloud. But I forgot to add it to the final, uh, you know, for like uh, a vape trick or something, <laughs> you know, because you had made that one like <laughs> joke where it's like, actually, before every podcast, I show Calder my new vape tricks I've the, learned the for vape an trick hour of the week. Or uh, Yes, <laughs> the trick of the week. Yeah, this one's called tornado. Uh, but all right, no, we could actually uh, <laughs> with that uh, HC Realms dial. Well, not dial, but I guess there is the dial maker on HC Realms. But there's the modern card maker between that and yeah. what is it? Hero Forge, that uh, 3D like. Ooh, yeah, Hero Forge. Yeah. We could actually make these like a, a real thing. At some point in the future, I'm be tempted. Fun. Yeah, I'm tempted. That'd be dope. I dude, so am I. And and honestly, between if we did like a purely like Simeon, purely Calder, and then a, a different one where if I remade your dial, I'd make it different. Um, and then we did a purely Ranch Hand, purely Billion Clicks. Uh, that would be really cool. And then maybe the personas of Thursday Throwdowns as like a Crazy Jane dial would also be really cool. Like we could make like uh the the dial H verse it'd be like dial uh, verse. If we like did the starter set to gravity feed set. The Thursday throwdown be, end up looking like uh 
the Rick Jones where he like spits Ooh, yeah. out the three yeah. bystanders kind of thing. I don't know. I'd there's, be good. A, there's a lot of fun stuff in there. We could we could find something. There's for sure. For sure. And and like for any anybody that like guessed it on the show, it's so like when, when Happy Little Hero Clicks was on and he had like the kill Google, <laughs> that would be really funny. Uh as like <laughs> a chase figure or something. Uh and he's like he's like fifty points, but he has the stats of like the serpent for one click or something. <laughs> and he just like has the the chase, uh whatever. The the Google assistant telling him who to fight. That would be great too. Yeah. We're gonna make one of those uh those threads we normally do a threaded redemption on, but it's the Dial H universe set. The Dial, the Dial H set. Oof, man. All right, awesome. Uh, next up, that was his peak best question, by the way. But let's let's keep going. Um, number three, Chance asks, should online tournaments continue? Simeon, what do you think? I said, yeah, I guess. Um, once in-person play starts up again. I will probably go back to what I did in like 2019 and that is almost never participate in online tournaments. Um, I'm glad that they exist because it helps the international community. It helps anyone that can't drive to get to tournaments. Um, and it's great practice for the people that want that. But personally, if there's other options, I am going to take the other options almost always. Uh, I just mm -hmm. really don't care for online play. I, uh, I'll concur with Simeon here. Basically, I, I just wrote down, like, sure. So, same yeah. thing. I don't like doing it. Um, I'm glad that other people do it. Uh, so that way they can actually play for whatever their situation is. But yeah, sure. Uh, number four. What is your method of finally deciding to let a piece go from your childhood? It's from childhood. childhood. Gosh, from your collection. <laughs> in this case, no, oh, it's man. collection. Calder's it's projecting on this question. <laughs> that that go for my bad. childhood. <laughs> it's like, oh, did I write it down wrong? Uh, no. So for me, it comes down to a couple things. Uh, if, if the price of the figure is outpacing how much I actually want it, so if like the figure is going for some some ridiculous amount where I'm like, oh man, I would never buy it for that. That is ridiculous. Sometimes that'll push me to sell it. Um, that's usually the best time to sell it when I have that thought because it always goes down at some point. Uh, if if the price is more than how much I can justify holding on to it. So if it's you know if I've got like two uh, Jason Wingards. And he's priced at like $75. And I'm like, ah, I'll probably only ever play one. Selling one's fine, you know. Yeah. That's usually what ends up doing it. Um, and then if a, for like the, for the non-competitive play kind of stuff, if a better version comes along or if it's just a piece that I never got around to playing, um, I collected a bunch of the Oni Hulks and Oni Leader and I played that team exactly one time, and I went against a lot of protected outwit, and the whole idea behind the oh, team is geez. I can outwit a bunch, and so it was just real trash. And uh, after I played it that one time, I was like, man, this is kind of like overcosted point-wise, and so I just, I still have them, but it's stuff like that is why I get rid of uh, parts of my collection or if it's like a set 
So if I was buying heavily into uh, X-Men Rise and Fall, a good set to get rid of kind of like to get rid of like a bulk of like the set would have been uh, Wolverine and the X-Men because X-Men Rise and Fall is almost a one for one recreation. <laughs> Not quite, but we've got uh, a worse multiple man. Well, he might not be worse, actually. He's cheaper. Uh, but we've got a worse smasher. A uh, We've got a skinless man with no... Uh, as far as I know... No, yeah, we have the full set list. So we have a skinless man, but we don't have... Um, Jean-Pierre, what's his name? Uh, Phantom X. Uh, so, yeah, no new Phantom X. So... It, uh, also, the chases. Wouldn't you rather have the Phoenix Five again than these weird Warp World people? I don't know. I think Wolverine and the X Men's just a better set. But yeah, uh, if it's a set like that, just uh, like my Amazing Spider-Man set is pretty much all null and void at this point. So the only thing I still have from that set is Frankencastle, werewolves, vampires, that kind of stuff, and then like the chase set. Um, there's so much of it that has been recreated ad nauseum that uh, I really don't need that full set anymore. And I don't have it anymore, I guess I should say. Gotcha. You gotta have that Frankencastle to recreate the greatest moment, the greatest <laughs> Dakin story ever made. Ever made. Uh, when he just, like, murders the Punisher. <laughs> sure. Um... I basically get rid of a figure when I, number one, is it Golden Age, and will I use it again? So if it's like Captain America or something related to Captain America, I'll probably keep it. Uh, same thing with like skeletons or whatever, like if it's something I really enjoy. Mostly if it's like a 300 modern competitive thing, then that's when I decide, now that it's golden, I probably won't use it that much anymore. Um, so then I'll start being like, well, what's the easiest way to sell it? And this is another big thing is like, how many people do I have to interact with in order to sell this Golden Age figure? Uh, which is my go to has always been check out Cool Stuff Inc. and what they'll pay for a figure. Like I was I had Groot, for example, Groot, awesome, colossal and AI made a ton of my teams while he was legal. He was 25 or 20 point leadership, made the two walking wood pogs, which were super duper helpful. Uh, and he was a solid retail, you know whatever 11 for three you know make a walking wood as he retailed like he was a good retail um but i'm like he's not modern anymore so i'm gonna sell him cool stuff inc like 30 bucks for him I'm like you know what that's pretty darn good for him being golden and i don't have to talk with anybody or deal with anybody yeah i'll sell him 30 bucks easy so that's pretty much all it is when i decide to sell some something like can i bulk sell it with a bunch of other stuff that i need to get rid of you know, can I just bulk sell it to cool stuff, make the whole process like way easier and boom, bada bing, bada boom. There it is. And this next one is do do do. What are some old school hero clicks that have gotten better with the rules changes uh, the way the rules are currently? Um, so anything that would have taken pushing damage clearly like so that legacy Ares while it's still not great, uh, now that it doesn't take pushing damage. Honestly, maybe that's a bad thing, because it would have been able to push onto a better click. But uh, the fact that most older characters, as seen in Thursday Throwdown, uh, the fact where 
a character that didn't have indom or willpower can now take two actions makes a huge difference in its playability. Um, anything with a solid mind control combo, in my opinion, is real good. And then anything that can reduce penetrating damage, because that's that's the big kicker nowadays. Uh, outwit and pen damage are way bigger than pulse wave, so those are really like the only two things you have to worry about as far as like a big tank character goes. Yeah. I got you, my man. Uh, I put down basically the same answer. Um, like, characters that really needed willpower or some form of indom. Uh, specifically, I had Age of Ultron War Machine. He was one of the big ones. He was 200 points. Uh, he's still not worth 200 points, but, like, no willpower just, like, sucked. And for some reason, Whiskas didn't like to give War Machine willpower for the longest time or indom, which is so weird. Disrespecting my man, James Rhodes. Um, and then... I wrote down all the Green Lantern core from War of Light get better because instead of having some clicks where they have willpower, uh, they now have Indom their whole dial, and then they also have the added bonus of having willpower. So this and also just goes kind of with other anyone that already... And they can carry other flyers. So yeah, I think the Green Lantern core as a whole just got way better. Um, and that also makes the crossbow and the close in the boxing glove, close combat expert, range combat expert constructs, made them a lot better as well. So, yeah, the Green Lantern core from War of Light get huge bonuses, in my opinion, as well as, of course, the Green Lantern battery and everything, because that gives out willpower now, and that's a boom, a sweet roll. So, absolutely. And that is all of Chance's questions. Before we end the week, I'm not going to read full email but i just i do want to say uh thank you to joel uh for sending us an email he wrote a really awesome email about just the the podcast and the content and how he enjoys listening to it and how it helped him you know with everything last year and everything and that's kind of was our main goal with thursday throwdown was because simeon wasn't playing uh hero hooks in person when he normally would that night anyways and i wasn't playing hero hooks in person anyways we were just like hey we're gonna film games have a fun time so I'm really happy that uh, that like our podcast and our, our content was able to do that. And Joel just wrote us a really awesome email. And I just want to say, you know, thank you so much, man. Uh, yeah, it meant a lot. So I'm glad. I'm really glad that you're enjoying uh, the content we're making. And hearing, you know, words like this really makes us want to go out and strive more to just be, you know, we're, we're already really creative and I think really fun with the content. But it makes us want to be more creative and make more content. And stuff like this is just awesome. So yeah. really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. it. I'm not going to say that, you know, the only reason I do this is for the listeners and the fans and uh, stuff like that. Because honestly, um, it's just really, this is really fun to do. It's really fun to make content, uh, regardless of whether or not people like it. Uh, I mean, clearly... We're not even monetized on YouTube, and we still put a lot of effort into that stuff. So we'd be doing it regardless. Yeah. We are doing it regardless. But uh, messages like this really make it a lot more worth it. A lot, a lot more times. Like when I do, you know, um, like hot ones, and my mind gets burned out of my brain. It's nice to know that, like, you know, it's nice to get comments and stuff like that. Uh, responses that um, make me feel like uh, like we're not just providing content, but we're we're providing like a, a, a community almost. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and with that, that is the show, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to write us an email or send us questions, you can do so on Facebook or Twitter. Dial H for Heroclix uh, on Twitter. It's the number four instead of F-O-R-E. Our Gmail is dial H for Heroclix at gmail.com, all spelt out. If you want to show us some financial support, you can do so at patreon.com. We have some tiers there on the main page. You get stickers, action tokens, all sorts of really fun stuff, as well as your donation. No matter what level you donate to, you'll be on our Discord, which is just really fun. We're playing Bad Samaritan pretty much every weekend, and then you'll compete for prizes in Bad Samaritan, which will be simple things like getting uh, an extra action token with your action tokens or a few extra raffle entries or something at the end of the month. So playing some Bad Samaritan might even do some Dial H trivia in the future. Ooh, ah, maybe. Because I enjoy doing that on the show. So I would enjoy doing that uh, also on Patreon. Um, so anyways, you can do that, guys. Uh, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you heard me and Simeon mention Thursday Throwdown throughout the video, hot ones, all that stuff. If you want to watch two guys eat hot wings and play hero clicks and make terrible gameplay mistakes and all that fun stuff while just absolutely having their minds being melted by hot wings check out our youtube channel look up our hot ones video uh we do the golden age games like thursday throwdown where people vote for the figures on our team and we play two golden age and now we're into modern but sets against each other we've played every single main booster hero click set like ever so definitely check out those videos but yeah guys that is all of our our content all of our plugs shimian yeah so with that it's not quite all of our plugs because we have one left. That's true. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you in part by CoolStuffInc.com. Uh, I don't know. In part, they sponsor us. I don't know. They're our sponsor. Uh, yeah. You can use code DIAL5 to get 5% off of every checkout. Uh, if your discount code is higher than that, then you'll get whatever the highest discount is. But until you get higher than 5%, use code DIAL5 and uh, check them out. They've got cool stuff in stock every day, including the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. And I'll definitely be checking them out for X-Men Rise and Fall because singles is the only way I'm going to go on this. Unless they drop. And as always. Thing, oh, geez. The, the, yeah. The uh, Master. Uh, Unless they drop. Yeah. Master, then I'll be real sad and real mad that I'll get a case. Oh, you mean as a buy it by the, the case? Yeah, I really don't want them to. I really hope they don't. I don't want them either. Uh, that would be rough because I would instantly buy a case probably too. If it, like, well, who else would be it besides Master Mold? I guess Cosmic Ghost Rider and Thanos, but they aren't X Men related, so they probably yeah. wouldn't use them, right? So I think they've got to be skipping buy it by the case. <laughs> Oh, if it was Lalandra and Master Mold, I don't. There would be. Ah, dude, Can you imagine buying a case of X-Men Rise and Fall and your case, your buy it by the case incentive uh, comes to you and it's uh, Lalandra? Uh, not even worth the $5 it costs to get it shipped to you, dude. Not worth the time to cut off the UPCs. That would be disgusting. Ugh. Ugh. I don't, I don't even want to think about it. That's so gross. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, 
happy trails. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional. Hero clicks now. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how many six people think I am funny? It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which absolute fools? It's not Witcher nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding me? Hey, Google, back some Let's attack him because he's a jerk. Wow, wow, wow.